All right, here we are. Loche, number four. Number four, man. We're just like, we're getting up there, man. The big numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I just saw this one guy, um, Riffin Griffin. I haven't, I haven't seen his podcast yet. He was on, um, oh, what show was he on? I'll have to think about it, but he does a podcast, and um, he's like on 35, and I'm like, damn, we're going to catch up to that dude quick. Well, especially, I mean, you know, it's all up to how often we want to do this and sure. what we have to talk about. But uh, I, I don't know. For me, I go back and listen to a lot of podcasts more than once, like the same episode more than once of other people. Like, you can, I, yeah, because you miss some things, especially if you're doing yeah. things around the house. Like, or that's when just, I listen to them mostly. Right, right. Or if it's really entertaining. Like, I've been watching the two um, episodes that Henry Rollins was on with Joe Rogan. Oh, I need to watch that, dude. He's I, just, haven't, I haven't seen it. Dude, he is a fascinating character oh he's like, amazing dude. his whole thing is just work like i work seven days a week all i want to do is work i don't have friends i don't want a relationship with a woman like but he's prolific he's written like 27 no, books I've, and... i used to have some of his books dude when i was younger i used to like write poetry and shit. yeah yeah me too <laughs> and uh but i was that's how i i mean i knew him from black flag and yeah and when i was punk rock but then when i read his spoken word stuff mm-hmm. especially the one that he, he wrote one about after he had he doesn't like friends when his best friend died yeah and he wrote a book after that, like a poetry book, and there's some just heavy shit in there. He's a deep mind, man. Well, his he was like an experiment with the government. Like, his mom worked for the government, and he was on Ritalin from the time he was, like, in, like, preschool age all oh, the so way through high school. completely rewired. Yeah. And so he talked a lot about that in one of the episodes. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff like that, though, where there's just... It's either enter- it's like an entertaining story, and the guy's just like a one-off human, yeah, because of like just what he does, and or there's the stuff where there's just so much information that you want to go back through and kind of like pick more of it up that you yeah know you for missed. sure, but yeah, I don't know. So we'll see what happens with ours. <laughs> yeah. um, Have Henry Rollins on here one day, man. I know, right? That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, as far as uh, <laughs> what's going on right now, we got the uh, California Mid-State Fair starting tomorrow. Yep. And uh, do you, you guys, guys go? No, we don't. I, since I don't work at 15 anymore, I don't go to the fair at all. Yeah, we go. And, well, I mean, Annie and I used to go even before we had Sammy just because it was, like, fun. You go, you know, have a little beer, you know, yeah. run into people you know. We used to go to a lot of concerts every year there, but now we don't really do that. Um, I wasn't, I have, I'm not going to lie, Mid-State Fair. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are excluded from this this fair going season for what do you mean for like there was no really rock bands mm-hmm. like people go oh billy idol and i'm like not really you know the rock that a lot of people are looking for you know there's a lot of kids that grew up in syria that they would love to see like bring back some of those 80 metal mm-hmm. bands dude right they would stay would people would go to those it's always country music heavy well it is because the people who are on the fair board right super nice people yeah they're all they're all country folks right and so you're gonna lean towards what you like i mean i would yeah, when I, like when I when I had my restaurant, right? Play the music I like. Right, I get it. Yeah, I mean that's how I, I mean. Like when I'm at home, and even if other people are there, it's like I typically turn it to like some Bob Marley station. Mm-hmm. And if they're like rock fans, I'm like, sorry, man. Although I'm pretty open, I'll let people mess with Alexa and tell her to change the music. But uh, yeah, so this year I read even this morning I was reading. So there's going to be an eight ton ice cube. Yeah, and. It's there for people to like rub their bodies all over if rub they feel their bodies, like it. Cool off. There's there's going to be ice benches. I read. Oh well, yeah. so the big ice cube. The big thing is you can win five hundred bucks if you guess when it will be fully yeah. melted by. Yeah, I saw that. That's going to be difficult. Yeah, you got to go against Hubby, I think. Oh, I know, right? He's going to be like, well, let's see. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, Dave Hubby is our local uh, meteorologist. Um, but then there's also going to be this um, ice bar. Yep. Go in and get, I guess it's cocktails or beer. I don't know what it is. I'm sure if it's a nice bar, I think that they're going to, it might be a full cocktail bar. That'd be pretty cool. I don't think I'm going to go in there, but it's like, I like the idea. The whole article that I read on KSBY was talking about how Tom Kafiri, speaking of people that are on board. Tom, I know Tom. um, He was telling them that it just, they know it's hot. They know this, they know that. And every year they've tried to get better at, you know, relieving the heat. So they brought in those huge fans with misters. Now they're doing this other stuff to kind of see how it goes. Gets but. hot here sometimes, guys. Well, shoot, man. Over the weekend, it was like oh, boy, 105, was scorcher, 108. Man, it was a scorcher. But today's only supposed to be like 94. Oh, beautiful. I 94. can deal with that. <laughs> I can tell. It's like I don't have to turn on the AC. I know, right? Yeah. I don't have to turn on the AC. We're lucky at our house. Like, we keep windows open overnight. Typically, we That's can, what we do, too, as yeah. well. How cool can you get it in the house? Uh, I can bring it down into... I can bring it down to ambient temperature. So it was like, you know, 57 at 
five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, the house will be that. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, we can get ours down to about 65 to 68, depending on how... Your house is newer, dude. You would think it would... We open all the windows. I put box fans. So that's the way to do it. Oh, yeah. That's totally... And you get that cross flow going uh-huh. through. I love it. But Lisa doesn't like it if the, the sliding door is open. Oh, we... I don't... I open one window next to our slider, but the slider is locked, and I have a fan in there, so if somebody was going to break in, I, plus in, where we are, it's kind of difficult, but, um, and then all the other windows mostly are either a room that we're in, the master bedroom, or it's a second floor window. Yeah, all the, se- the second story ones. Well, because our, our house is only one story, but it's on a hillside, uh-huh. so the, from the front of the house, it looks like two story, but the only thing downstairs is the garage, oh, okay. and then you go up and everything's upstairs, but, uh. I can't believe you haven't been over to our house, dude. Mm, sorry, I apologize. What's up with that, man? Whatever. Um, but yeah, Mid-State Fair, we plan on going. Loesch hates the fair and is no, not going. No, I don't hate the fair. I just don't. It's not my jam. It's just right. not my It's not my cup of tea. I don't. I just don't Do you like even drink tea? Uh, yeah, I'll drink some sweet tea here and there. Yeah, I like that. Oh, I just saw. Oh, speaking of sweet tea. Uh, just posted the kids are going around looking at ice cream dum-dums <laughs> uh, this kid uh, he was he spit into a Arizona sweet tea thing oh I saw that and I was just like oh so mad and so I'm like hey let's help find this guy so you know where was can, that I don't know where it was but it's like I want him to go to jail and it's like whoever does this I'll put 50 bucks on your commissary if you yeah. fucking spit in his mouth or pee in his mouth or put your dick in his mouth something yeah. It's just, it's messed up, like, what people find. You know what, though? Like, it's easy to sit there and go, like, it's oh, it's a kid judge. thing. What it, you know, like, a lot of people are like, oh, those kids today, we didn't do shit like that. No, we totally did. But there are, but there's also, like, 60-year-olds out there doing weird, gross crap like that. Yeah. Rubbing their balls on donuts or whatever, and then, ba- like, whatever it is. Balls on, I never heard of that one, I dude. just made it up right then. Okay, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I didn't catch that one. You didn't, have, you didn't try one of those sack donuts? <laughs> no, but I have been to Voodoo Donuts where they have the cock and balls. Oh, I haven't, I haven't done either. Yeah, so. and so it's it's funny, and then they, I heard, this could just be a rumor, though, that they used, they used to have a contest to see how many you could stack on your... Uh, no way. Yep. And, uh, I think that's a conspiracy theory. I don't know about that. <laughs> That'd be like the Area 51 storming. Oh, man, that's another great one. So we, oh, in the span of three minutes, we've covered way too much shit that we should do a deep dive on. <laughs> Sorry. So no, no, so the kid, that dude, that, and that guy didn't look like a kid. He had to be in his, like, mid... He was in his 20s, dude, yeah, and sure. it was like, bro... Well, that's a kid to us, but... That was um, so... It's just... Well, it goes back to all our previous podcasts, man. It's like, don't be a dick. Don't, yeah, there's no reason for it. I mean, it's not it's not funny. I mean, you and your buddies might get a chuckle out of it, but it's like if somebody did that to you, right. you would be just absolutely out right. of your mind. But it's the same premise as those kids throwing rocks at you guys in your yard. Yeah, we're looking at security cameras now. I'm listening, boys. I'm going to tell you. But you know, you know like, I just think it goes back to that whole thing, whether you're 13 or you're you know 83. Like, Just don't be a jackass. Don't no. mess with people's private property. Don't mess with... Stuff people are gonna buy at the store or restaurant, like let it be, man. If you want to spit and stuff, spit in your shit. Yeah, that's it, man. That's how it should go. Okay, Area Fifty One. What is going on? How did that start? I heard it was just it started as a, like a Facebook post or an Instagram post. Somebody just that went viral. Went viral, and people were messing around, and now people like. Is it over a million them. people now? It's it's over a million. Because I think what I read they this, said five hundred thousand was what I saw yesterday. This morning, what I think I saw was that it's over a million, and if you take that number one point whatever million uh, that are on this page that are going to go storm Area Fifty One, it would make them the fourth largest army in the world. Would make it the biggest massacre in the world is what it makes. They're going to get annihilated by all. The <laughs> well, did you see drones. the other one? Where people are like, "What if Area Fifty One put the meme out because they're going to test a new device on you?" Oh, there you go. <laughs> that, would, that would be a good one, actually. All the people stupid enough to go should probably be dealt with anyway, right? I mean, yeah. There was, I've read a couple of posts where guys were just, yeah, if you've, you know, they're ranking on like gamer type group kids or right. whatever. And it's like, whatever, dude. People are going to go out there. I mean, Will Smith was like, whoop their ass once, let's do it again. Oh, my God. It's like, come on, dude. You're just only encouraging this dumb shit. It's funny how stuff like that springs up and it just goes so fast because of social media, man. It's just like, boom. Instant. Like that, even those things like that with a kid spitting in tea and then like people are sharing it like, hey, let's find this dude or... It's crazy, man. So... Well, public shaming, I mean, is actually a good thing. I mean, It can be. It can be a good thing if it's for... If it's... If somebody's just... If you're jacking up the we collective. Right. Right. Then it's like, hey, don't do that because you're... If you don't like this environment and you yeah. and you want to make it your own go somewhere else and make your own environment well the other big problem though with public shaming is that if you're going after the wrong target exactly or it's like a falsified target so to speak where it's like 
that person didn't actually do that thing or no but there has to be so if you do it there has to be multiple witnesses correct you know collaborative witnesses yeah if you're going to publicly shame someone oh i agree 100 percent. i mean like, it's got to be something it really wasn't they think did. about the deterrent that it was when people, people were putting like out tasting or what yeah they're totally out tasting love it think yeah. about the deterrent of people being put in the stockade in the stocks you know back right. in the oh, day yeah, and then like they, kids would come by and throw stone you throw well they would throw fruit at you you'd you'd, they'd, you'd get like you'd get like eight hours in the stock if you did some public offense damn that's yeah and kids would come by and you'd they'd throw stuff at you and now it's just it's like verbal diarrhea being thrown at you on social media. Yeah, That's but the it's. Stock thing. <laughs> I guess, but no, people, because people aren't shamed. There's no, there's no remorse. Yeah, but if you get dragged, do you remember that chick that made some, what people construed as like a racist tweet about going to going to Africa and hope, and she said something about I hope she, I hope I don't get AIDS or something. Yeah. Well, she then got on the plane. While she was on the plane, she sent that tweet out. While she was on the plane, all these people just came at her. And then by the time she landed, she was like, holy shit, like she had gone viral. Yeah, that's gnarly. I've and she ended up losing her job it. and like all this stuff. Yeah, and and that was her like... attempt to be funny. Yeah. Which, you know, some people probably laughed. A lot of people didn't. It's like we live in a world where it's not just like three or six people around you that hear what you say. Now you can send a tweet out and it's read by however many people read it. And boom, you're caught. And if man. they read, yeah, if it gets, if it, if it goes viral. So, but that's a situation where she, her tweet goes out. She gets publicly shamed. She ended up over the course of time losing like two jobs. That's terrible. Like it's hard but, for her to so go was in public. It, or the, was it was just all taken out of context? I, what she said was not. I wouldn't say it. It you could absolutely take it would as I say it? as. Would you say? Yeah. I, I mean, how stoned? <laughs> well, how stoned would you be? I, don't I mean, know. well, I don't know. Would I say? <laughs> um, it? You know, how, like you know, how a comedian can get away with saying something exactly. that like the rest of us can't because we're not a comedian. We just don't have that timing. Well, and it's like, but a comedian's like nobody take. Oh, uh, he's just but always even joking. Comedians are under the attack. I mean, it's crazy because we're thinking about this, and while you were we were talking about this, I was thinking about comedians. How it's kind of one of the last bastions of like free speech where you can make fun of people but even then I saw Aziz Aziri's new uh, his new uh, Netflix specials out oh okay his shit is nothing like it was 10 years ago you think it's because it's got a little too PC it's way PC and he's trying to be cool and I mean he does say it's overboard right cause but there's stuff that he said back then there's no fucking way he could say now cause people just get he would lose a certain audience I guess well but even go back to like Back in the day, I, I have when I say back in the day, it's because I have no idea what year I'm talking about. <clears throat> but think back to like a TV show where, well, even I Love Lucy. In the beginning, they didn't sleep in the same bed. Archie Bunker. Go back to when they could even make like racial insinuated jokes yeah. on those shows like that, or like they like in movies back in the day where like you know it was like you could smack a woman around and it was just like socially accepted. Yeah. But now like some of that stuff. Well, the, that should never be socially. No, but that's the never, sad thing. It was. But she, I know it's it should have just never like cigarettes, been right? Cigarettes on an airplane with in a in a sealed up tube with yeah, kids dude. smoking on a plane was okay until what ten years ago, twelve years, whatever it well, was. Well, it depends. I mean, in. in is that like even international flights? Because I don't I've, think smoking's allowed in any plane anywhere. Wow. Uh, but it used to be something where it was like, they literally was like, here's no, the non-smoking section, here's the smoking and section, was, and there's matter, no yeah. wall in between. And it doesn't matter, and you're just like, okay. But yeah, but so yeah, I think things evolve a lot of times for the better. I think on some things though, we get too soft, which is going to be interesting because you and I are both kind of independent. Would you say you skew more left? Or more like, or across between left and right from the middle. It's I depends on the topic. It depends on the topic, really. I mean, probably I'm definitely more more in the middle. Yeah. Um, well, I'm an independent. All, all that, social issues, yeah. though, I really I kind progressive. Of, I kind of yeah, I'm kind of progressive, but then all fiscal shit. You, more conservative. Yeah, it's yeah. like I want. I want. You know. It's like you, people need to work. People need to do stuff, and that's right. Conservative is like we as society need to help each other. Well, so that's the interesting thing, though. So for us as middle of the road people, politically speaking, that skew a little bit left, a little bit right on whatever, we both agree that like this whole notion of like this like freedom of speech has to be there. This whole two PC thing. I think there are lines, obviously. Oh, there's total lines, but I mean, fuck. I want to laugh, and right. sometimes. I'm sorry, people. Everybody does this. You may not say it, but we laugh at other people's expense all the fucking oh, time. Oh, of course. But I mean, you also like. I'll, I may say something that would be 
inappropriate if I was down in the downtown park. True. But I may say it at home around my friends because we know our sense exactly, of humor. Exactly. And so it's like a safe space. Ooh, safe space. Um, but then, so I don't think, you know, a comedy show should not be a safe space. No. That should be a free for all. But then you got to do that thing where it's like, oh, trigger warning, trigger warning. What's that? You haven't heard that? No, dude. Safe, safe spaces I know and safe, trigger warnings. I know, I know, I know safe Trigger spaces. warning is like this. Um, so <clears throat> if I'm talking to you and you get offended by what I'm saying, you go trigger warning to me? No, you, you, it'd be like this. The way that I take it is, for example, like um, we listen to NPR sometimes yeah. on Alexa in the morning. Dirty hippie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sometimes when they're about to tell a story, they'll say something to the effect of, okay, blah, 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 this is what the story's about. And for those that get triggered there there is the sound of gunfire in this upcoming episode and so it's like you know like ptsd trigger and it's like i get it dude i remember seeing vietnam on tv like what do you mean as a little kid seeing the ending of the vietnam war and shit oh really yeah totally remember that kind of stuff was that the war where they we left saigon right but was that the war though where they purposely were not showing how gruesome it was because they didn't want the American public or they did they, show how they gru- purposely did not did at not. the first part of the war and then as it went on and the sentiment turned against uh-huh. as it turned against the war mm-hmm. they started showing that stuff gotcha yeah I don't know it's um damn flies um cause I mean when we saw stuff for we didn't see you didn't really see anything gruesome like first Iraq war this all any of the wars right now you never see anything gruesome I think the I mean, those, they've showed some stuff pretty minimal. Like, I think the hardest thing is when you always see those flag-draped coffins coming back off the plane oh, or whatever. Horrible, dude. Um, but, yeah, like, but they'll show, like, in the Middle East, they'll show, like, oh, there's, like, some dead people on the sidewalk um, over there. But they're not American. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. But it's always owned by the government and the media about how much they want the public to see. Because a lot of times they're like, oh, you know, because we're, milita- we're, we're a war-hungry culture oh yeah because i mean it makes money but it's a lot of money in order to like get the public sentiment behind a war they need to show or not show or have a certain narrative oh, to yeah. that thing oh for sure you know, especially to hide the oh it's hey we can't be honest it's all for oil or it's all for this or they just need to be honest about it they Which, won't i mean they won't i don't think it'll ever happen dude no that's that's that's, that's why that's why empires rise and fall, dude. Throughout the ages. But they fall what at the, at the due to their lack to, of being honest at some point. Due to their just too greedy. I, I believe so. Too greedy. You, you use up all your resources. You your your people turn against you. Whatever it may be. I mean, this whole world right now is ready for some kind of. It feels like there's a revolution. In a good way or a bad way. I don't know. It depends which side you're on, I guess, or I guess. what you believe. Why I feel. Like I feel that way, like, internationally, but also here, like, I mean, I've said it for a long time, but do you, I think there will be a, another civil war in this country. That's a hard one. I mean, I, I want to say no, but right. just people are so... They've gotten so angry. They're so angry in their ways, and what they're saying, I read something last night, actually, the lead up to our first civil war was exactly like it is now. R- racially motivated racially motivated very polarizing very right. just these it's a all or nothing either we're going to be even... either we're going to be a democratic country that allows immigrants in R- right or we're going to be a country that has walls everywhere. a country that has walls we're totalitarian we're we're right. it's authoritarian right the party who is in charge is the is the party of freedom is what it will be yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of because of that dynamic why I think it's probably the closest we've ever come. Although there's a lot of history people that talk about, you know, like, you know, everybody's like, because of the way the media plays it, everybody's afraid of terrorism. But there were more terrorist attacks in the United States back in like the 50s or 60s than there are today. So we're actually safer. There's also like, if, I don't know, are you into people like Steven Pinker and Jonathan Haidt? Go read some of their work. They're, I don't know what their actual like career title is, but... They go back through and they're like social psychologists almost. Okay. But it's like they both talk about how like things aren't as bad as they were. Like we're actually safer today than we were 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Because everybody thinks on each other. Everybody's well, a narc. But I, well, that's probably a huge <laughs> part of it. But I think a lot of the – it's just the media spin. Positive news doesn't sell. No, If positive doesn't. news sold, 
then that's positive what, news does sell. Look at all these people on YouTube making a killing on their some of their sites. You know. Then how come it doesn't? How come that doesn't play out then on like traditional media, it which doesn't is have TV, to because radio? It's already, I mean, YouTube is now traditional media, dude. But there's so much hate and negativity on there. Like, you know, you know how many views those like, like bare knuckle fights get, and like yeah. people attacking people, and like I don't like those ones attacking people. Like, I do like the backyard fight ones though. When where it's they both agree to do it. They it's both not agree like, to do it. You know, but like when you see those videos of like these five kids like attacking an 86 year old man and kicking him. That and, to me is just. That, but they get millions of views. It's wild, dude. It's disgusting. That's when you think like I have no faith in humanity. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then you have good things where <clears throat> you just meet people. I saw a gal the other night. I went to a, a thing called Rosé Soiree. Dave, Dave and uh, Ramona Story, thank you very much for hosting such an amazing party. <laughs> God, it was amazing. This gal, Jane, though, I mean, it was it was made my day to see her. I haven't seen her in probably 10 years. I used okay. to work with her at Trader Joe's. Uh-huh. And um, she does, she rents petty bikes down in uh, Santa Barbara. If you're ever in Santa Barbara, Jane. Jane's Petty Cruise or some shit. But yeah, it was just, it's one of those things, but then Mm. you see someone and you just chat with them and you just, you feel better. Because of just the energy they have? Just the energy they have. Like good woman, Good woman, and well, they're happy to see you too. And and you go, okay, it's not all bad. It's like, you do enjoy seeing people, but then eating, even just meeting people at the cider house. Right. Like, isn't it cool how you can always kind of get that? Sometimes it's obvious. It's super outward and obvious that yeah. that's how that person is. But when you have those moments with people and it's like, you, you get just like you can cut it with a knife, like how genuine that moment is yeah. and how like real it is and how positive or even it just like inspiring to me. I think that's why I listen to so many podcasts with like crazy people like, you know, Jocko Willink or, or uh, even these ones with Henry Rollins have been great. Steven Pink or Jonathan Haidt where it's like these people are – super motivated they accomplish things they're they're doers they're not talkers you know they they're doing shit that's yep. like interesting and it motivates the shit out of me well that's why i like doing so many different things i was i like doing shit i like right. learning new stuff yeah i mean i like doing a bunch of different things I'm just, i can't wait for harvest are you talking like specifically like career career or just doing things in your life like I, you know i wrote a blog when I first met you for a little while and people are like, how come you don't do that? Lisa's like, you're an amazing writer. I'm like, I did it. Right. It's like, I'm cool. You know, I, I, you know, I So you satisfied the hunger. I satisfied the hunger. Same with doing the poetry stuff. Like I'll look back at stuff I wrote and go, holy shit, man. Yeah. Should have won a prize for that. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, But uh, it's just not, it's not where I'm at now. It's like, I'm totally good. That's interesting. Cause like I've, I've written my whole life. Well, I mean, at least since I was like, 12 or 15. Lisa's definitely a writer. Well, but see, like, and I'm not even a good writer, but I mean, we've been blogging. I just write how I speak. It just ends up yeah, that's on how there. Mine, that's how mine is. And for me, it's, um, we've been doing our blog since 2010. I think, yeah, something like that. We've got like, I don't know, 1400 blog posts. And it just, it, I don't know, for me, when it gets old, I just, we don't post anything for yeah. a couple few weeks. And then I'm like, oh, I want to get something out there. But, uh. Were you at? Were you at Parrish Family this morning when they were bottling? No. I just shared the, oh, their okay. video, yeah. Love bottling I wish wine. it was. <laughs> bottling lines are cool, man. They're cool. A lot of people don't like them, but I just like... It's just such a satisfaction of getting it all done. I remember the first time I ever went to a bottling line, it was Steve Croner with Silver Horse. Oh, yeah. I went out to his old location in San Miguel, and there, it was like a party. Everybody comes and helps. Yeah. But it was like drinks and bottling yeah you gotta drinks. be careful because you'll break some bottles yeah. if you're not careful I think most people that were I, Annie and I just went out there to kind of like film it and see it we had never seen it before and so we were drinking and then when the people were done bottling it was just that whole like that atmosphere was just cool you It's know? Just, I like it a lot we, yeah. we bring the bottling truck for Sans Legion do it down there do you park it right here in this parking lot yeah or they you go around down the there, back yeah. side no they go around right down here wow yeah it's a smaller bottling line um Barrel bottlers, I believe is what it's called. Got it. Interesting. When is when is that happening? We already did it. Oh, oh, that's right. That's what you were doing. We did. No, I was canning. Oh, okay. Totally different. Interesting. Totally different. <laughs> well, so you were canning for Tin City Cider. Yeah, bottling for Sans Liege wine. Got it. And for those that don't know, they're in the same little 
They're across the bridge, folks. Look out for the troll. Yeah. He's <laughs> got trip trapping across my you bridge. You guys should put something under that bridge. It's me, the littlest Billy Goat's gruff. That would be mm. hilarious if you guys got like a cool stack. We have... don't have to, dude. Homeless people are down there sometimes. Really? I'm not shitting you. Wow, man. Yeah, the guy came out one time with a baseball bat and his gal, like, she came out and then he came out with the bat and they scoochied out. And so we'd like try and keep an eye because you don't want people messing around this area at night. Especially, yeah, breaking into stuff, cars, facilities. A lot of these facilities probably have money in them too, but yeah, and all that wine, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's be that'd be the shit I would break into. But yeah, it's um, I like different stuff too. Like the past two years, man, I've tried so many different things. I mean, daily habits and stuff. Like every morning, I, I get up and I stretch and I use a foam roller on my back. I try oh, to do. Um, I got into archery um, a little over a year ago, so I try to like shoot my bow at least three or four times a week. If I do it every day, it hurts my elbow too much. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, just, like, try new stuff and, like, do stuff that's hard and, like, learn. Push yourself, man. It's kind of like that comfort is, like, the enemy. Comfort is true. It is the enemy. I mean... Well, you talk about learning new things. Like I do, not, it, it, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I like being comfortable when I'm learning. But I like learning. I love learning new things. I mean, oyster right. farming, hardest job I ever did. Really? I'm not kidding you, man. Why? It's physically demanding, huh? It, at least the way we were, we, we way we did it, right? Um, just physically demanding. But yeah. I learned a lot about life of an oyster, man. How long did you do that for? I only did it for six months, but I mean, you can learn a lot in six months. Oh no, shit! I, I agree, hundred percent. So just really cool. I was like, I was talking to this guy who's a hairdresser. He used to work with my ex-wife, Carlos. What's up, Carlos? <laughs> um, he's gonna be helping out with Kuma down at their truck. Okay. In a in A town. Right on. But he's like his he's he's got one kid who's almost my son's age. She's twenty three, I think, and then another one who's fifteen. He's like, yeah, I'm at that point where I will. He's like, I want to. He's like, I, you know, hair, cutting hair has been amazing for me, but right. I kind of want to get out there and just try a bunch of different things now. Right. And he's like, I got on the food truck and worked it for a weekend, you know, and right. I, and he's like, it's cool, and I'm like, I love doing that stuff, dude. And he's like, yeah, you're all about it, and I'm like. It's just cool. Well, we used to live in a time where it's like, you know, you went to college, you learned your profession, and you were a, you were a whatever Yeah. for, you know, your entire lifetime, retire at 60, whatever. That stuff is not reality anymore. Dude, I've think. done everything from working warehouses in uh, Texas. I've worked in so factories. Uh, it was a it was a company that sold air conditioning and heating supplies. And so, so okay. I was the, you know, warehouse guy fetching AC units and... On the forklift. Yeah. Do you ever damage the door? No. Oh, I have. No. <laughs> not in here. Not in here, Tin City. Not here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all. They're, what do you do, man? No, this in here. Yeah, forks would go right through the glass. No, I. Uh, yeah, I was pulling product off of a truck one time and just caught the door. And it was you know those metal roll down doors. Yes. Pulled that, it right off. That'll cause some damage quick. A little real quick. Yeah, I don't recall any hor- horrific things I did on a forklift. I mean, we did some races. I could get it up on two wheels occasionally That's coming around good. the corner. It was scary as shit because I was trying to do it on purpose. And the first time I did it, I was like, is this going to go all the way over? <laughs> and they're heavy, dude. No shit. Well, but luckily they're they're also bottom heavy yeah, and they're weighted what, so you can weighted. pick heavy things up. But uh, yeah, I've done that. I worked in plastic factories in Kentucky. I've, I've worked for other painters. I've had a, my own painting company. I had a window washing company. Um, you know, now I do social media marketing crap. Um, I've just done a lot of different stuff, man. It's fun. It's really fun. I mean, mine's all been restaurant oriented mostly. Hospitality industry. All hospitality, yeah. Well, and yeah, like, uh, like that, but I mean, just different aspects of it. I mean, from, from front to back, right? Front to back as I was a salesman, I sold food. How was that? That sounds boring. It sucks. Was that like one of the worst ones? That was one of the bad ones, and then the guy I was working for wasn't as cool as he said he was. <laughs> so that was, and I actually, I, that was one of the only times, I've only done it a couple times in my life where I've quit a job not having another job. Oh, really? Yeah, your mom always says, you better have a job before you quit a job. And I was like, dude, you're a shyster, bro. I'm not working for I'm you. out. I'm out. And then I went back and started working at another, that's when I started working for this guy, Tavio, and he's the one who taught me how to cook. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tavio Belvedere. I would imagine with your skill set, it's not hard Especially around here. With no, like, it'll be hella easy, you know? To get a new job. Yeah. It, you think that, but then when I... Like, I've gone and like, okay, I'm going to put some people like, you're playing here, and I'm like... Why not? I, I don't understand that, you know? Right. 
I, I like don't... they're judging like why would you work here exactly uh, exactly because I want to shut up I did well I did that once I worked one day uh, with Joe at Joe Bella mm-hmm. and he was doing it and it was right before I was oyster farming right um, and I did it and I was like nope what what was not, wrong with it not my I love coffee but I do not like working around coffee it smells different to me Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it gets almost like this dirty piss smell to it. <laughs> like, you know when you drink coffee and then you oh, piss yeah. that coffee smell? That's the smell? That was the smell I smelled all day, and I'm like, don't like this. I'm out. Yeah, and so I'm like... But you had that job for one day? W- one day. All like, because of the coffee piss smell? Yeah, couldn't do it. Good for you, man. Couldn't do it. A lot of people get, they're like afraid to kind of take that leap in a circumstance like that. They're like, I have bills to pay, though, or I have this. Fuck those people are wait. <laughs> well, I think it just goes back to one of those things, man, is you got to think outside the box. I mean, there's so much opportunity. Oh, there's so much opportunity in this area. Well, I think not. I mean, I think it, there's a lot of opportunity everywhere. But if you have access to the Internet, it's like a whole different thing. I mean, what I do is 99% based on having the Internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like when the Internet goes out of my house, I'm like, well... I'm off work Guess right I'm now. Taking a break, <laughs> you know. I'll go get a little exercise in or something. So yeah, it's just it's, but there's a shit ton of opportunity out there. I think people just kind of have get that in, stuck get, in that mindset. You get, yeah, you got to do it a certain way, or you got to live a certain way. I mean, I'm. I mean, there's. I know so many people who work here in Tin City who have side hustles, dude. I think that's maybe you just worded it the way I probably wanted to just say it a little bit ago. I think that's the key thing, though, is, is how many people we know that have this day job that's like 32, 40, whatever hours mm-hmm. a week. And then they've got this side hustle of like a, you know, 300 cases a year of wine. And they're yeah. just trying to slowly build a brand um, or anything. You know, yeah. there's so many side things. I know people that like work in restaurants and then they're like, oh, I'm going to get a food trailer and then kind of work their way up. That um, Melissa, the Lulu Jeez, cheese girl. I, yeah, I just saw one. Because I, first thing I do news is Google news when I get up yeah and I saw in my local feed there's there she was right there for Jay Ducey coming well, I'm, up I'm sitting on a um, Q&A with her I emailed her questions she emailed them back so I'm, I'm we're gonna get that posted probably today or tomorrow I'm so stoked for her she's dude and she did it slowly built it up slowly she's been really busy everything she's offering is amazing like the boxes she can do yep. in the pop-up yep. or off the trailer we, ha- we had some non-cheese food at Alta Kalina yeah some weeks back and did you uh, go to the industry party no we were there for the release of their sparkling wine in the honor of bob and his wife's um anniversary was it good what's up russell hey russell two weeks in a row man you're in the background on the podcast so exciting you're gonna be famous famous dude he already is yeah (laughs) i like that better (laughs) (laughs) i really do um yeah i liked it it was it was dry um, what was... they use? What's the varietal? Grenache Blanc. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah. No, I've had good Grenache. I know Mac did one with Grenache Blanc that was really good. Right. Mac. Uh, I mean, Price Myers. Oh. Okay. Sorry, guys. I speak in half sentences. Well, part of it, though, is like I, I sit here and try to remember. Like, I have no idea who's listening to this. So it's like, I, no, you know, and you're really good about like letting people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I think we're, we're both bringing something different to the game here, buddy. It's all good. Um, you like that one, though? <coughs> yeah, I did. Price, yeah. It was nice and dry and really cool. Um, um, where were we going with all that? Oh, oh, side hustles or some shit. Oh, we were talking about Melissa with Lulu Cheese yeah. Girl. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think, And I think that's the best way to word it is like these people. Well, th- look, almost everything in here probably began as a side hustle in Tin City. Well, think, yeah, the boys at Barrel House were in the valley probably brewing beers. And, right. Let's go to the coast and do that. Exactly. Um, you when know. like you look at everything that like uh, Brian Terese has done. He started as a wine right. rep for Chambers, right. dude. Well, and then also um, Andrew with Field Recordings and all that, like all these little projects, and they'll build one thing up. Start Andrew another is thing. a side hustle. <laughs> Andrew Jones, you are a side hustle in yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, it's impressive, man, especially when you can find the right people to run it so you can step off and like get your other gigs going. You know? Yeah, it's, it's like, true. Because it's like you can't start something new and hand that off. You have to build something you up, do. get the right people, and then move on to your next deal. But that, Yeah. We'll build this up, guys. Who, I mean, do you have anybody that you'd want to have come on here to interview? I was, ta- well, I've been talking to Annie about that. I think it would be awesome to bring different people on here. I need to get a better setup. I need to get away from this because it's yeah. only two mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could unplug one of these and I have that standalone mic that we used oh, when yeah, we yeah, did yeah. it before. 
but ideally what I want to get is there's this unit you can buy with four plugins and yeah. it all records on that so it's not on my phone and that would be the ideal way to do this yeah I've been using voice memos since we talked about that stuff for what for just uh, throwing out beats just rapping not beats I'm <laughs> trying to uh, write down all my memoirs I guess oh really I have a lot of shit ton of stories so nice. Lisa's like you need to write them down so I've just been doing that and then she's gonna edit it all and then put it together can you, are you gonna be able to take it from will it take it from there and like you can see it already typed out for you I don't know cause like I know there's <laughs> I don't know well, I know there's otherwise you have to listen to it and type it out that's what she's gonna do then damn dude cause there's um take I think there was something called Dragon Dictation there's an app I think I have it where you can speak into it and it just types as it. best as it can types it all out and yeah. then you can like send it to yourself edit it's not so good with the vernacular the local vernacular yeah, yeah there's gonna be some shit it's like what the hell did I mean right there man who the hell is Mac so um, yeah she's gonna do that and that's cool dude and yeah. like what just for your own personal thing or try for to my like my own personal thing and just put it out there I mean because it, it goes back to learning things right just I feel like my whole life is learning 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 what what would be cool is if you had like some really good stories or kind of like I don't know learning example type things where you can almost put them out as like short stories either. oh they're all gonna be short stories like through on your blog or what are you gonna do no they're just gonna be short stories where uh, the hell are you gonna put them we'll either they'll either do I'll either do like an ebook or mm -hmm. I'm gonna talk to Darren Delmore don't know that guy oh he's awesome he's the national sales rep for Tablas Creek oh, okay and then he has Delmore Wines mm-hmm Super lit. His family owns Dell's Pizzeria down in Shell Beach. Oh, okay. And his right. dad owns. Did you? I wonder if his dad still has Jimmy Bumps out in. Uh, Jimmy Bumps. It's out in Los Osos. It sounds like a gangster's name, dude. So funny. Like an old his Italian mobster. Based. My brother used to work for his dad at a Italian restaurant they had in San Luis called Angelo's. That's hilarious. Yeah. And Jimmy Bumps. <laughs> Jimmy Bumps. But anyways, he pub he's published uh, two books already. Oh really? Yeah. I've heard the way to go so you don't get locked up in anything is find a way to self-publish. That's Well, that's what it is. I'm going to talk to him about that because I yeah. think that that's truly the way to go. Right. I've been thinking – it's. I've thought about it most of my life, and I just started thinking about it again this morning. In fact, I went in and was typing out, um, you know, like subjects that I would want to do little – short not stories that's what she does lisa does that for me because right. otherwise i'll i'll just be like i don't fuck, i don't care i want to write exactly and she's like no this is what i want you to do and right. it helps me oh no i mean and that's the funny thing too is there's a lot of people that are that way that throw the throw in the towel and they're like oh well, I, since i can't sit down and do it it's not worth doing it must not be good and it's like no you just need somebody else to help with the shit you suck at and that is here's the topics write about this yep. sit down then you're like oh okay got it that's that's what yeah. i need so for me, I have the motivation to sit down and do it, but then once it's done, I don't know what the hell to do with it after that. Whereas usually with somebody like my wife, Annie, it's, it helps having somebody like her, because if I'm serious enough about that, mm -hmm. she'll usually spend a little time researching what the next step is. But um, yeah, like little stories like me, like I never thought I would be one to go through a midlife crisis, but going through one at 40 is just like an interesting thing. I guess that's about when I went through mine. I got, oh yeah. Right around the time I got divorced. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a weird time, man. I'm still going through mine. I'm trying to, like, settle down. It was a trip. You know, I mean, going through divorce, hung out with some younger girls. Mm -hmm. That, it, no offense, young ladies are listening, I love you, but you got nothing on these older gals that are fucking life experienced. It's, um, it really is interesting, even with me, because after my divorce and, you know, then meeting Annie, it, it's just super interesting the different because she's five years older than me mm -hmm. and so it's i don't know the level of like she had her shit together she had a career mm -hmm. i had nothing to do with her career yeah you know like she was just solid and it's just nice man it's like just comforting to where you're, you're not like stressed out you're not she can provide for herself yeah. and provide help provide for the family like it's just and yeah her years of doing dumb shit and learning from it was In santa maria yeah, I know. <laughs> Santa Maria style. Yeah. That, uh, well, she now lives in Paso, so we can, you know, whatever. We won't get into that. You can't get away from the Santa Maria roots, bro. <laughs> the Maria. She calls it the Maria and the throws Maria. up, like, the M or whatever. Yeah. Pusanta este. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Going back to what you said, the side hustle thing. But see, that's even with, with what you're talking about. If you started doing, like, these little short stories and ebooks and all that, again, it could be a side hustle. Like, does it make you a little bit of money on the side? Like this I don't, and that? It lets to me, I don't really care if it even makes any money. I just want right. You want it out there? I just want to have it there. So even, I guess maybe just for Lisa 
if anything ever happened to me or for my son or mm-hmm. something like that. So more of a personal legacy. I think more of a personal legacy. I don't project. have any money to leave anyone, so I'm going to have to yeah. leave you my words. Yeah. <laughs> I read a really cool thing one time where this, I don't know if it was Seth Godin. Man, I forget who it was. But it was something about, like, your life is a series of, like, legacy projects. Like, everything that, that like, even what we were alluding to a little bit ago. Like, I believe that. It's like chapters, right? Like, you're the book, and your your chapter as an oyster farmer, your chapter yeah. at this, your chapter at this. Yeah, I believe and, that, dude. But, but it's these series, you can call them chapters, you can call them, oh, that was that project. Whereas a lot of the people we were talking about from the old days, it was like their project lasted 45 years, and then they retired. They didn't do anything different. They yeah. had their two weeks of vacation a year. It's just static, you know? It just Screw that, man. It's just boring, though, and I think more and more of us kind of see that, and especially if you're, if you're not hung up on the money, so you can deal with times where it's, like, not coming in as fast as you want. Yeah. But it's, like, being able to do these things for your own personal legacy project or you're doing it for other people or maybe it's something that does take off and does make you a little bit of money. That's always a nice it's side always effect. Nice. Oh, I, I love them. I love the ones that make money. Don't well, get me yeah. wrong. <laughs> I love. Don't get me wrong. We're just not chasing after it no, as hard not. as some folks do. No. So you have that. So right. So it's Tin City Cider and San Liege that you're working with. Yeah, they're all part of this. They're all part of the chapter too. Right. And yeah. then so this. But then doing this side thing of maybe taking and out. Well, you, I do. You talked about accountability though too. Yeah. Doing this podcast. So now that you're talking about doing these short stories. You got to do it now. I know, and that's the thing. Lisa's going to hear this and hold me to it. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> well, it's good. I just need to be... If I'm motivated, I'll do it, and I can, and I can actually churn out some shit in a short amount of time. Well, it's one of those things, man. It's 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 Once it clicks in your brain, it's kind of like the person that's overweight, and once it clicks in their brain... Yeah. You see them You see them get it, and like their habits just change, you know? It's, it's always got to be that thing that clicks. That was a happy dog. Yeah. Um, it's not like Lily. But yeah, I don't know. For me, it's definitely just trying new stuff, man. Like, I had never kayaked ever until, was it a year ago? A year ago, we were up in Shaver Lake. Oh, cool. And the, me and Annie and my son, Sammy. Was were, this when you were up there during the winter time? No, this no. This was summer? No, yeah, it was during the summer. But we got out early on the water. There was nobody else out there. I mean, the water was glass. Um, and I... Shaver's beautiful. Sammy was not my my now almost seven year old son was not nervous at all. My wife clearly wasn't nervous. She doesn't give. Do you a know sh- how to swim? Yeah, what I just you- it's the anxiety in me, man. Like it, trying anything new freaks me out, which is why when I turned forty, pushing yeah. myself to do new things like get out on a kayak, pick up a bow, and learn how to shoot. Pick up a hitchhiker. Y- yeah, I think I'll. Avoid that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Lisa got so mad at me one time. I picked up this hitchhiker. We were leaving. Uh, <laughs> when Sunset Magazine had those events down in uh, San Margarita, Margarita Ranch. Ranch. What so, was that? Uh, Sunset Central Coast. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we went so, to one of them, yeah. Well, I spoke, I did a cheese one, like, the day we got back from our honeymoon, the day we got back from our honeymoon, drove back, had to do this event. I was bronzed, <laughs> looking so good. Like a god. And like a god, man. <laughs> I just saw a clip, and I'll get back to this, I saw a clip where this surfer was like, talking to wives and girlfriends yeah and he's like you ladies should be so lucky he's like i could have taken up golf been <laughs> gone for six hours and been all ham bammed when i came home instead i'm gone for three hours and you're harping on me i come back a greek god bronze <laughs> ready to hang out and you're on my sack no more i was like bravo Touché, sir bravo i i got put on time limit surfing my ex-wife because oh, i would really? be gone for so long dude if that's your jam man that's what you do there was and it was understandable because I would go right, and I'd, I'd be gone for like four or five hours, and she's that's like, a, "That's what? a round of golf, yeah." That's a round, and she's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Well, I got to the beach and I saw so and so, and we went and grabbed a cup of coffee, yeah, and then went back to the beach, surfed, had to come in, take a shit real fast, yeah, clean yeah. the buildings, go back out, then we got out of the water, and then I saw so and so, and we got something to eat, and then." Just, oh, we chit-chatted, and now I'm home. It's just your day, man. That's how, yeah, it was frowned upon. Unscripted. It was frowned upon. I'm going to surf, but I know other shit's going to happen. How about you just roll with that? Well, she had, we had a small child at the time, too. Oh, there's that. Yeah. So. Surf Meister. But, yeah, that, uh, I don't see you got, where, where's I going with that? I don't know. You said, hold on a minute. And yeah, then you, see, and I totally forgot. <laughs> okay, we need to start, we need to start bringing, like, a pad of paper and, like, I'll start documenting <laughs> like last things that we were talking about. Oh my gosh! It's 
funny how that works, man. Oh, it's totally funny. Is it old age or is it just too much shit in the brain? Uh, For me, I think it's just too much stuff in the brain. Like, there's just so much that you're taking in. But I smoke pot, too. And I know that some, some people, of it, that is a side effect, you know, right, for some people. Right. Because I, I smoke pot all the time. Right. So. Like, you're a daily user. I'm a daily and user. And throughout the day? Throughout the day, for yeah, sure. That's cool. Um, I try not to smoke in the mornings. Unless it's my day off. <laughs> um, but no, it just keeps me mellow and keeps me cool. I'm just super chill. Is it for you? Is do you did did you do you do it every day in order to be chill? Because otherwise, you would not be. No, I just I enjoy or you it. Just like the well, I like it, it, but see, like even la- like last year during harvest, I yeah. stopped like during the day because I don't want to be I don't want to fuck up that shit, dude. It's pretty good to be sober when you're doing oh, important dude, you're shit. Like, although, although smoke a little bit and write your stories. No, that part's great. And, yeah, and so, helps with creativity. It really does. But not when you're on a forklift, right? No, not That's at all, idea. dude. That's it's too any anything could happen, and you just don't want to be a liability. If your company, I'm just saying this. If your company's frown upon it, like if you're using heavy machinery, mm-hmm. don't be high and do that. I mean. That's just common Dude, sense. Dude, that was like a nice PSA that you just threw in there. Well, you forgot what the fuck you were talking about because you smoked too much pot. <laughs> I gave and a that PSA. became the PSA. So that's, there's, there's my good deed. Well, there's, there's my code order PSA. Do you actually think anybody's <laughs> going to listen to that part? <laughs> They'll be like, whatever, man. I know. <laughs> that's, yeah, I don't. Um, but I think a lot of it is there's a lot on my mind as well. Right. Well, a lot on your mind as, like, because I was alluding to, like, there's just, we're bombarded with shit constantly. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's that? Is that what you mean? It could be that, you know. Um, who knows? Could the Matrix is glitching. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I um, I do not smoke pot. I do use CBD hemp products, where tea you, and where do, you get your, where do you get your product? The latest tea. Um, here's a plug for my friend Lori who owns Spice of Life in oh, yeah. Paso Robles. She's awesome. Um, yeah, she's great stuff there. Yeah. Really good stuff. Lisa we, loves going in there. Yeah, we started using, getting everything for our spice cabinet from her. But, um, yeah, she has a really good uh, hemp tea that I started using. Cool. So, so it's not hallucinogenic at no, all. No, no, for sure, CBD. The cool thing, you know, and it's like everybody's different. And I've used a lot of different CBD products for anxiety. Yeah. And also for, um, like, joint inflammation and stuff. But um, this has been one of my favorites so far. The only thing I had to adjust was she said one tea, one teaspoon of the product into the tea. tea. That I was like, nothing's really happening. So I used two spoonfuls, and it's like it feels like I got a massage. Like it just feels amazing. Just relaxes you. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So how does she sell that? Is it it's, is it a powder form? Is it no? It's like a, a liquid it, form. It's a bag, and it actually it like looks like really dried up marijuana okay that's what it looks like and it's like so she's putting straight does she let you know what the strain is or where it was grown or anything it might like be that? on the package she just she has she had two different check products that for me what's that check that for me i will do that thank you she's in the middle of um she might be reopened now she um expanded the place next door left and she knocked down a wall and she's expanding i thought she was between lxv and the donut shop. she's there's donut shop her there was something else i think it was that it was like an internet company or something. Oh, yeah, 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 for and sure. And then LXV. Oh, so now it. she got that space. Okay, the internet space. So um, <clears throat> she's expanding, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, that product helps. I don't know. I used to smoke pot a lot when I was younger, and I don't... I like the feeling after having, like, three or four drinks. Yeah. As, as opposed to having, like, smoking a joint. But I used to love it when I was a kid, but now, I don't know. Like, I, See, I like I'd the, way prefer getting high than, than drinking. I, Unless I it was I like I like wine wine is well again th- again I, I hate, this seems to be the episode where I talk about how when I turned forty I had a midlife crisis but did you buy a motorcycle no see it wasn't about younger women or fast things it was all about like afraid to die and my anxiety kicked up oh, afraid okay, to die yeah, health yeah. take care of yourself you know because I have a almost seven year old son yeah and, yeah yeah you know, for sure you hear more and more about people dying at. 46 and for sure, 54 for sure. and but all the, that. Here's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel you on a secret. Yeah. Everybody dies. I know it sucks, dude. I want to be the first one that doesn't. No, nope. Too bad, man. No, there's going to be some shit. I mean, I, I'm, I, to me, because it, 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 again, it goes with chapters where this is just a chapter with with a skin on it. Oh, you, Joe Rogan calls it like the, what is it, his your, meat suit? Your meat bag. No, it's a meat, meat suit. suit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, to me, that's, the, after we leave here, there's more to this universe than just this. And That'd so be cool, it's like man. I, 
I have an excitement for that because then it's just on to because if we is that is that a, from your religious background or is it that probably a, comes from that but okay. it also I just think that there's more to us than just what you see we're too complex right there's just way too much going on in our minds uh-huh. for us to just die and, and have nothing happen and have nothing happen see as somebody that has always I've never chosen to be religious yeah it's but always I, go ahead. It, it's always been something that was either because of my family or this or that mm-hmm. and at this point at this chapter in my life yeah. um, I claim atheism mm-hmm. but I it's so hard to have that conversation. I it's don't believe super- in a God. I believe in like the collective power of humans and the dirt and the grass and the trees. It's fair. The whole and, universe. You know, yes. Like I believe in it like as like there's a, we dance together and there's like, there's energy and stuff. We're interconnected. No, I'm totally, I, I can get behind that 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. And that's why I feel like. There's something more. Like when this meat suit, this fucking bag is gone, <laughs> it's, we're almost like. I guess the the easiest way to put it would be like we are a um, we're a thought going through our neurotransmitter or something, and so mm-hmm. you know that pulse of light that goes between yeah. them. That's just the way I see it. We're we're at one transmitter right here. We're that pulse of light. We're going to that other one. Interesting. Just came up with that shit right now. That was clever, bro. That, that was poetic. <laughs> <laughs> so, but is it something where? Like if we're, it's, we're, we're, if the universe do is we never, remain on this no. Earth no, or mean, become you, something else? You could become something else. You could be somewhere else. Got it. I mean, the, you become part of the whole collective. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Mm-hmm. Where the good die young and all die must. Where life must live and death must die, and a tear shall fall from a living eye. Damn, <laughs> we just got a first performance on the show. Damn, dude, our first live performance. That's old school shit. Um, <laughs> that was good. But that's, I mean, that's, you know, and then the religious aspect comes in it. And so I just think that there's more to it. I mean, when you look at the vast photos of the universe, it looks like a fucking brain almost. Right. Yeah. And everything that we live and experience, it's like, if Rick and Morty are true, there's a million infinities of us going on and on and on. Each one of us in a different thing. That's a crazy one too. That one, because it's like... How it's basically infinity galaxies, mm-hmm. universes, black holes into this next thing. And so due to that, how is it humanly possible or how is it possible at all that we're the only intelligent life form yep. anywhere throughout the infinity of universes? Exactly. So like, and I, if, if that's the route you go and if that's what science, science points to, then yeah, like how is that possible? Like maybe we got lucky in this universe, and, yeah. you know, but like. Or this galaxy. And there may be, there, there's other galaxies that may have no life, and then some other galaxies may just have multiple life forms coexisting together. Wouldn't it be a trip? like Or warring. Yeah, huh? You know? Yeah. Assholes just like us sometimes. You don't know. I don't think you can escape the asshole-ness. That's just crazy. But yeah, so that's, I mean, that's where I kind of lean towards, where it's just... It's just the, the next chapter. And I, right. I mean, I totally understand the anxiety, like when things happen to you right and like your mortality you're faced with it oh yeah it's it's like whoa well 40 was my wake-up call i never ever ever worried about dying Mm -hmm. or health or like going to the doctor i go get my blood drawn like every four months because i'm doing so many experiments on myself with what i mean with like what What kind of experiments are you doing on yourself matt from like inform us from these like weird (laughs) smoothies that we started doing so i want to see if that are you doing what are those what are the smoothies called Oh, it, it, it's our own personal thing where we, we went and found all the ingredients. They're horrible, but we went out and found all these ingredients that are really good for you. So there's like um, broccoli sprouts in there, um, usually some kind of fruit. There's a turmeric. Um, uh, Turmeric's col- good for bone you. Bone broth collagen stuff. Oh, that's good stuff for right, you but too, it, So that's what I'm saying. Oh, man, that's we good went stuff. and found all this stuff, and we're putting them all in this smoothie. My, as a drinker, I used my liver numbers on all my... Um, blood uh, tests were always a little bit high not horrible just a little bit high yeah. so i would stress out about that got into all this stuff um so i you know i drink tons of water every day i cut back my drinking started doing these smoothies exercise like you know take a lot of shits yeah it's good not for really, like i'm two solid good ones a day that's good I'm um like four wow man what the I, hell are you Lisa eating? Tri- i just i eat regular but my body i will literally take four or five shits a day damn man i feel so good though I mean, I'm sure that's great, but I mean, 
you you potentially eat i only i do i 16 hour fast every yeah, day too um so i don't I'm, eat all the time though either i eat one good sized meal a day and then one like smaller meal than that a day yeah and then i'll usually maybe have like a snack of some sort in there but so and like doing all these things i started doing them one at a time yeah so i would do something go get a blood test do something go get a blood test so i could kind of monitor what was affecting what yeah it's been a, i mean that's become like a almost like a game to me like i love it it's fun um so i've become addicted to that shit but yeah i go like every four months man get my blood drawn once I kind of find my pattern, yeah. if I so I go again next month to get my blood drawn, and if the liver numbers are solid again, that'll be two in a row. So then, so then I know it's working. Yeah, that's that's actually that's really good. When, like I said, I cut, dude. I was drinking like ten to fifteen drinks a day. That's fair. And I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I do live in wine country, <laughs> but it's like I mean, so when you have spiked liver numbers, you're like, well, I can tell you why. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like I've cut it. Most days I've cut it in half. I mean, like I'm good, and I'm and yeah, you know. So and I'm just work in progress chapters, you know, yeah. all that whole thing. But but I like yeah, I like your thought though on the meat suit. This ends and then something else begins, kind of a thing. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's kind like, of it's. I think that that's one of those things that's instilled in us is hope. Right. We're always hoping for something. But maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe like it's hope that's not really there. We like for. But it, why would why would we as why would we why would we put that in ourselves if we were evolving? Why well, so if if an or if we if we evolved, you know, why why would you put that trait in yourself? That's fucking stupid. Cuz I think <laughs> hope replaces fear. Exactly. Like if I don't have hope that there's anything after this, if I'm if I'm an atheist and I have no hope that there's anything after this, I want to milk the crap out of this thing. So that's oh, okay. what an atheist would tell you is like I'm going to live it up in this life. Yeah, like squeeze it, like get every drop. Which out I of think it. you should, anyways. Right. I mean, I I really think you should squeeze everything out of this life that that you can. You know, why wouldn't you? Oh no, I I totally agree. I think hope is something like so. An atheist would tell you like, oh well, the people hang on to religion or a belief in God because it gives them hope in this other thing and that they're being a better person and there's an afterlife, whatever that their religion yeah. talks about. So. But if you're an atheist, you don't believe in any of that. So it's like, why have hope? Just live in the now. Enjoy the shit out of it. Have fun. Have. But friends. you still hope for things. Even as an atheist, you still have hope, don't you? Oh, me personally? Or just uh, an atheist out there. You've got to have hope for something. Well, I think there would be all that, kinds. I mean, something that you're just like... It's of something you're just... You're wishing for it or wanting it. You, know, right. you don't see it. Right. You know, that's what hope is. And it's like, it could be a woman. It could be... So everybody's going to have... It could be a job. It, it could, could be, be a anything. job, you know? Yeah. It could be anything. And, and so it's a... Um, that guy just... I'm not going to say anything. Right. Tap, tap a <laughs> Who is that? I don't know, but... That was a little tappy-tap. Get tap. the truck out of here is who he's doing. Hey, we see that! <laughs> this guy just backed into a car, uh, so I you almost guys like, know. I almost um, spit car. It was not... There was no damage done. <laughs> no damage, guys. It, it's it's well. How do you? I mean, it wasn't. It was a little soft tap, and it's all um, that plastic shit. Nothing yeah, breaks. Yeah, it's all plastic now. Yeah, I know. I hear what you're saying. It's it's super interesting. But yeah, that was because I mean, as a species, why would we? If we evolved from, you know, nothingness and all that, it's why would we cultivate traits that are fucking shitty? Wouldn't well, we? Wouldn't we jettison those off, or were they for protection? Well, I think maybe hope in the in the hands of the wrong person is shitty. Maybe hope in the hands of somebody that's like, oh, I hope um, I get a job at Barrel House Brewing. Well, yeah, but if you don't go down there and talk to them and fill out a, a yeah, a you got to do that. You got to. But there's work between exactly. No, no, there's totally. You've got to. You've got to. I mean, you've got to have. Nothing's for free. Nothing is for free. You've got to put. If you want something, you've got to work for it. You've got to. You've got to. The universe doesn't owe us anything. 100%. Even though Agreed. we're part of it, it doesn't owe us shit. Right. Because it's gonna, it's, we're going to go back to it regardless. It's going to swallow us up, man. Exactly. And it's like, I'm, you're, you're part of my crew, so. Right. Um, so, where was I going? We were talking about hope, man. What the hell? <laughs> He's got them beers in his hand. <laughs> you got lost? I saw some hope. Well, maybe hope, so hope in the wrong hands is a bad thing. Hope in the wrong, well, if you hope a thousand people died. Well, that you know, or you or hope you anything. Hope. This is becoming a regular thing, but I appreciate that. Thanks, dude. Thanks, sir. Cali what do you... Kalista single hopped hazy oh, IPA. Sick. 
um, tropical fruit, I get like fresh squeezed cantaloupe. Ooh, cantaloupe. Yeah. I like cantaloupe. I love cantaloupe, dude. What do you think of hope, dude? Like the word hope. Not the lady hope. <laughs> hope uh, on a rope? Hope on a rope. Oh, that's, that's a bad kind of hope. What do I think about the word? Yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you ever think about it at all? or? I don't, think he, I don't think he hopes. I think he just does. Does, yeah. And that's what I was getting at is that I think hope in the, wrong, in the hands of a lazy person is Well, you're is expecting bullshit. something. You can hope to do something, but then a lot of people... But if maybe, you don't put Maybe that's why hope doesn't matter is because he's like, I want to go do that thing, so I'm going to go do that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to hope about it. Yeah. I feel the same way about prayer, though. I'm not a prayer. I don't think people have to pray, dude. Just do your shit, man. Work. I mean, if you're, if you're a good person, that's actually a prayer in itself. There's that. Because, well, it is. You've, you've, if, you, if you've affected someone's life in a positive way, and they were like, God, help me, I need, I need something, and you right. were just that person. You were that God in that you moment. Might have, you might be involved in a prayer and don't even know it. Um, you might be being Is it used. clean? Is it like a clean prayer? It depends like, how dirty the person what, is. I know. I don't <laughs> want to be involved in any dirty shit. <laughs> Some people need to pray. Yeah. Some, I, some people need that hope. Yeah. Because, you know, just because we don't doesn't mean it's a bad thing or it's oh, no, false no. or, you know, any less, you know, hope, hope and prayer are important tools for a lot of folks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that goes with any, I mean, you know, if, if you're old and struggling to walk, a cane is a hopeful, I mean, a good tool to have, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like all those things can be, tools. can aid the right person, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. But I think there's too many people that sit back and hope and wish and pray and then like, they, that's all, that's as well, far that's, as it gets. that's as far as it gets, but you've got to put action. There's so work. It's like, if you want something, you've got to, like we were just talking about, you've got to work for it. You've got to right. do it. It's a, it's a crutch. A crutch can both be a good thing and a bad thing. When right. you need it, it helps you along. But once you've gotten to the point where you don't really need it anymore... Unless you set it down and, right. and move on, you know you're going to be stuck with it, and and not and not advance yourself. That's pretty good. I like that. What the crutch? It can be good or bad depending like on lot, the person and what they're using it for. Yeah, I like that a lot. Like it's pretty stupid to use a crutch if you don't have anything broken or sprained. Nah, right? man. But we all know we <laughs> all know people slower. when when we were in high school or junior high, fucking off with the crutch. Oh, I'm hurt. That, well, that's like my. <laughs> it's that's like, like no, my, you're not. my son loves like he might have like a scratch that you can't even see, but it's like band aid time. It's like he just. Oh yeah, you got a band aid. Cool. You got a band aid at the cider house. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's into band aids. So then they go to school and it's like, what happened to you? Oh, Nothing. Man. Look at this is grizzly bear. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. That's good. dude. Hoping a prayer, man. Yeah, I'm really happy though. So this is your beer. You made this one. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Grew the. Through the hops myself. Hour two. Call it. You want to call it? What's uh, your schedule like next week? Uh, same. Because it's the week after that we're going to be gone? Yep. Okay. So we should record two next week. Then we need to plan on that shit and maybe stop it at like 45. Okay. Maybe do like two 45s. Yep. All right. Thank you, sir. You Thanks, it. Russell. Dude, I'm if you guys you. are ever at Barrel House, no shit, you need to come in and hit Russell up. Give him a hug. <laughs> he, he carries this place, man. He gets the chairs out, puts the umbrellas up, keeps the peace. Man, he's part bouncer. Couldn't couldn't do it without putting the umbrellas up. <laughs> <laughs> it's important, dude. It looks way better now, more festive. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool cat. I like him a lot. I do too. I knew. I first met him when he. Pretty sure it was when he was working with the folks at Roxo Port Sellers, Jeff and Kim yeah. Steele. Yeah. Who Roxo don't own that anymore? But no, they don't. Um. Yeah, and it like uh, he, at the Crush and Roll cigar events and shit, like we, you know, smoking stogies, drinking port wine. <clears throat> cool dude. I do like. I haven't had a good cigar in port in a long time. I will say this, man. Yeah, I know you I guys like cigars. I don't smoke pot, but this whole like drinking less thing, I've had to find things to fill my time because I still have like this itch toward it. So like again, I'll go shoot my bow, exercise, do this and that, but. Nice stogie here and there, man. Do you smoke dark, rich ones or medium-bodied? Or? I prefer medium. That's how I was, more medium-bodied. Yeah, I don't, that, it's almost to me like, <clears throat> I thought there was like an Irish band coming. Oh, there is, he turned the music on. <laughs> um, it's like <laughs> That's our fade-out music. <laughs> I know, right? There we go. No, that's it. We'll probably get kicked off of SoundCloud <laughs> with this. Um, you know like a big, heavy, bombastic red wine? I'm yeah. not really a fan of that. That's how I view those cigars, too. Like, I don't like the really heavy. No, I don't either. They're too... Bitter for I me. just like to chill, man. I like the light, like medium, toasty nuttiness uh-huh. of a medium one. Yes, dude. yeah. First time I really ever smoked cigars, I was with Mike Stanton. He owns uh, 
Spirit of San Luis down by the airport, mm -hmm. and um, went to a cigar dinner where it was uh, Hoppies, but it was when Hoppies was in Morro Bay where uh, Windows on the Water is. Yeah. And uh, that's the first time I had, had lamb that I loved. Oh, really? Yeah, I went to a cigar <clears throat> dinner, and I wasn't drinking at the time, so it was like, oh, man, this is crazy. Got way into cigars, and my ex-wife put the kibosh on that, because I was like, I'd spend like 100 bucks every oh. week. <clears throat> it's like wine, dude. You, you can go, there's a lot of expensive shit, but then, you know what I've noticed? Because I'm completely not a wine snob. Expensive cigars, expensive wine, cheaper cigars, cheaper wine. The cigar one, I can always tell. The wine, I'm like, I don't give. It. Oh, that that's an eight dollar bottle. It's of Sauvignon Blanc and it's 105 yeah. degrees. I'm gonna drink that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But when I get like a two dollar cigar, I'm like, yeah, it tastes like a two dollar cigar. Like the tobacco's flying into your mouth. Backwards. It's, it's like burning. Yeah. You know, and it's like it runs hot, even to touch when you're touching. Yeah, yeah, down. yeah for it's sure. Like, what? It, they're horrible. So yeah, cigars is where I could get lost in losing all the money we have. But I yeah, I can't do that either. Need to go on vacations, man. Need to travel. Can't wait. Um, <clears throat> all right, we'll be back at it again next week. Then we'll plan on doing two. Yeah. And then just release them out. All right. Thanks, Barrel House. Thanks, Russell. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Loesch. Yeah, buddy. There we go.